0: All right, well, let's turn the Word of God to Proverbs 19. is where we're going to start off, Proverbs 19, where we'll start off there. Proverbs 19. And uh, we'll read verses 1 through 5, Proverbs 19, (coughs) verses 1 through 5, say this. Better is the poor that walketh in his integrity than he that is perverse in his lips and is a fool. Also, that the soul be without knowledge, it is not good, and he that hasteth with his feet sinneth. The foolishness of man perverteth his way, and his heart fretteth against the Lord. Wealth maketh many friends, but the poor is separated from his neighbor. Verse 5, a false witness shall not be unpunished, and he that speaketh lies shall not escape. Let's pray again. Father, again, Lord, we thank you for your goodness and mercy and grace. And Lord, we think about all these uh, prayer requests, again, we think about Sister Carpenter, Lord, uh, please guide with her surgery tomorrow. Lord, we think about the many uh, that have been mentioned, Lord, that are sick right now, and those in the hospital, we think of Sister Pitt's uh, family and others, Lord, please. We just ask your hand of mercy and grace upon each of these. Be with the families, be with those where they are. Uh, Dear God, and uh, Lord, if it glorify you, Lord, to give uh, healing and to raise up, (laughs) Lord, we pray uh, for those that uh, have uh, suffered uh, death recently, Lord, we think of uh, the Wood family and we think especially of his grandmother right now and his mother, and Lord, we think of uh, others that have been mentioned tonight, Lord, we continue to pray for Don, Lord, please. Uh, Lord, may they just lean upon the truths of your word and rest in your grace and in your faithfulness and give them what uh, they need at this time as well. Lord, we think of some unspoken that have been mentioned tonight, God, that you'd uh, step in those areas. Lord, we pray for... Uh, those that are going to be traveling here, Lord, that you'd watch over them and keep them safe. Lord, we think of those that need to make decisions. Lord, we think about our young people concerning school, concerning jobs, and, uh, Lord, others with important decisions that need to be made in their life. Lord, please give them that wisdom and guidance. Lord, uh, here's the way, walk ye in it, dear God. And uh, what we think of this one that Sister uh, Pam uh, mentioned, Lord, uh, Matthew, Lord, we pray, please work in his heart wherever he is right now. Touch his heart uh, concerning salvation, concerning, Lord, uh, uh, Lord, understanding that uh, you love him and want to do something in his life and you have a path for him. Lord, please work in him and continue to give, uh, use Pam to be a witness to him. And Lord, others that have been witnessed to, Lord, we think of our loved ones, dear God, that aren't saved. Lord, help us to be an effective witness to them as well. Now, again, Lord, uh, teach us through your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And so I just want to focus on verse uh, 1 here for a minute. It says, uh, Better is the poor that walketh in his integrity than he that is perverse in his lips and is a uh, fool. You know, I just want to notice that word there in verse 1. Look at that word integrity. Integrity. I was thinking about in, uh, integrity. I've sort of been in, encouraged hearing about some uh, things going on in, in some of the lives of our, our young people and some challenges uh, that they've had at work and things, and uh, how they've uh, taken a taken a stand and uh, uh, on things. And uh, I, that's an encouraging thing uh, to see uh, uh, people. Uh, doing the right thing in situations, and of course, that shows integrity. And of course, the Bible teaches us about that. All of God's children should be people, of course, we know of character and integrity. And uh, uh, the word uh, integrity means to be complete, together in honesty, and uh, nothing to hide or fear, right? When you have integrity, you can be trans uh, transparent. And so a person that... Uh, Uh, has integrity. He's uh, not divided. He's not going to be of a double double heart and has nothing to hide. You know, it says here, better is the poor... That walketh in his integrity. Again, verse one: Better is the poor that walketh in his integrity, than he that is perverse in his lips and is a fool. Now, I don't think it's saying it's better to be poor. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> right? Uh, uh, you know. It's uh, but it's saying isn't it's uh, it, but better to have integrity than riches that you compromise to gain. Right. So, hey, uh, if you can have both, if you can have, you know, a little bit of money in the bank and integrity, that's nice, too. But, hey, if you had to choose between the two, it's better to be a person of integrity and honesty. Notice it says he that doesn't just have it, he that walketh in his integrity. Right. That word walketh means the pathway or behavior of one's life. And so uh, integrity just ought to be an automatic. It's just part of your pathway, part of your uh, behavior in life. And so because if it's not part of your uh, behavior and your pathway of life, then you really don't have it. Right. If it's not really part of who you who you are as a person. You know, uh, when we think about again, again, you know, we always think about reputation. Well, reputation is what maybe somebody else has in their heart about you or what they might think. But integrity is what you have in your heart or should have in your heart. And so uh, we must guard our integrity and pray for God to guard our reputation. You know, well, we want people to think good. We can't always control what people think. We need to ask God to, to guard our reputation uh, before others. But we need to be serious about guarding our integrity as believers. Because we know what? The devil is what? The devil's a destroyer. We're going to see that in a moment. Uh, In a moment, we're going to uh, look at some verses in Job. And we know the devil is a destroyer. And anything he can do, uh, uh, of course, to ruin your reputation, but even more so to break down your integrity and get you to make uh, uh, wrong decisions, he will do that. Well, if the devil could have your life destroyed, uh, uh, your testimony destroyed by midnight tonight, he'd be more than happy uh, to carry that out. But thank God we have God. God's not a destroyer. He's a builder. All right. And so he wants to work in our life. God's a builder and he wants to build the right things in your life. And of course, integrity is an important part of the building up process. You know, uh, people make a lot of decisions based on different things in life. You know, uh, sometimes people make decisions based upon, you know, uh, uh, I was I read a, a little news blip yesterday about. A, uh, I think it was a basketball player or something, just a little blip, and that uh, he lost a, a, a job or something because of something he did. And he's like, Well, it wasn't illegal. It wasn't illegal. You know, hey, some people make decisions based upon uh, what's legal or not legal. Well, of course, we want to follow the law. But remember this, uh, what, what, uh, what's illegal to, uh, what was illegal yesterday <laughs> uh, uh, could become uh, uh, legal today. We see that in a lot of things. A lot of things that were, were legal when I was, were illegal when I was a kid are legal today. And a lot of things that are Ill, illegal in this country are legal in other countries. And uh, so you can't necessarily go by what's uh, what the law says as far as because why laws change laws change. And so you can't necessarily make decisions just based upon, well, what's legal or illegal in our society. And you can't necessarily go by what society considers moral, (laughs) right? Uh, Because, uh, uh, you know, we uh, base society, at least uh, what society considers moral or immoral because society's morals change. You know, uh, what society considered immoral uh, a few decades ago. They now promote, <laughs> you know, uh, just a generation ago or just a few years ago, uh, you know, they say, oh, no, man, that's wicked. That's immoral. And now society is promoting those uh, things that they consider moral. So you can't go by what society uh, says is moral or immoral in your decisions in life. Again, you can't go by legal laws change. can't go by what society says is moral or immoral. Uh, society changes. And so thank God God gave us something that doesn't change that we can make decisions by. The Word of God. We know that God's Word does not change. And so thank God for that. So we live in a world full of people who lie and cheat their way through life. Amen. Amen. Good portion of them are in D.C. We know that, right? (laughs) But uh, God's children, again, must hold a biblical standard and live a life of integrity. Uh, We know these verses, Matthew 5, read verses 13 to 14. Matthew 5, verses 13 to 14 say this, "'Ye are the salt of the earth.'" But if the salt have lost its savor, where shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is on a hill cannot be hid. And of course, that city is, a, uh, is the church, right? We're that city on a hill, and our, our light is supposed to shine across this dark world. But we are the salt. And it's us that help preserve society from total corruption. Uh, Last week, we talked about uh, uh, the importance of having the Holy Spirit, right? They have not the Holy Spirit. And, but uh, the fact that the Holy Spirit is still here and the fact that the Holy Spirit indwells us and the church is still here and one day these things are going to be taken out and the fact that we're the salt of the earth and we know salt pre- is uh, uh, preserves, right? And uh, that uh, we're still here to help uh, keep our nation and society from total depravity. And so thank God for that. And we must, we must uh, uh, do that. And part of that is being people of integrity. You know, the world says, you know, you hear people say nice thing. Well, yeah, honesty is the best policy. Well, that sounds good, but it really ought to be what? Honesty is the only policy, (laughs) not just the best policy. It should be the only policy in our lives, especially as uh, believers. And so, of course, a person of integrity is someone that can be trusted. And uh, we want to know that we are people that can be trusted. You've heard me talk about my first sergeant in the army. And the great relationship we had, right? He was a, a God denier, and he was always give me anything he could do. Man, if he could embarrass me in front of the whole uh, company, he he tried to do it. It didn't really uh, bother me. I just looked at it as a, as, a, as a game. But uh, as much as he said he didn't like me, one day he called me in his office and he said, Sergeant Stewart, I hate to admit this, but I got to have you help me out." I said, "Well, why'd you pick me, uh, first sergeant?" And he said, "Well." hate to admit this, but you're the only guy I can trust. (laughs) So he admitted that. He said, he really said, he said, you're the only guy I can trust and I need you to do something for me. I said, doesn't mean I like you anymore, right? But uh, at least I know I can uh, trust you. So, hey, that's fine. I'd rather people know they can trust me more than uh, 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 like me. That's more important. And so uh, as an individual, right, uh, we want to be a person of integrity. And then uh, young people, You want to make sure that you marry a person of integrity. And then, of course, we want to steal integrity uh, in in our children's lives. right? Proverbs 27, Proverbs chapter 20, verse 7 says this. The just man walketh in his integrity. And then it says this. His children are blessed after him. Whether well, blessed by the fact that they have a parent or parents that walk in integrity, that they have parents that they know uh, are, are going to do the right thing, and so they reap the benefits of that, why they're part of that family, and then seeing a good example, and then they they're blessed by the fact that Amen, that's instilled in their lives, uh, their lives as well. And so, uh, listen, another good thing about being a person of integrity is your conscience won't bother you, and you'll sleep better at night. Amen. So uh, let's look at a couple verses, of course, when we think of integrity. You can't think of it without thinking of Job. So let's turn over to Job and look at uh, some verses in chapter 2. Some verses in chapter 2. And uh, we'll look at this quickly. Job chapter 2. And we'll read the first three verses here. Job 2 verses 1 through 3 say this. And again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. And the Lord said unto Satan, From whence comest thou? And Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down. Isn't that amazing? I mean, you try to figure this stuff out, how the devil can just, you know, go up there before Uh, before God's uh, uh, throne like that. But you know, the devil hasn't changed. He's still going to and fro, looking for somebody's life to mess up. In verse three, we know this. And the Lord said unto Satan, hast thou considered, notice this, my servant Job, that there's none like him in the earth, a perfect, and look at this, an upright man. That's integrity right there. An upright man. One that feareth God and escheweth evil. And he still holdeth fast. Look at this. His integrity, although thou movest me against him to destroy him without cause. And so uh, Job, a, a great example of a man, uh, integrity. Of course, you see many uh, throughout the Bible. but one of the greatest ones is what Uriah. I mean, that was just amazing. All that David tried to uh, do with him. And, man, he had more, uh, in that situation, he had more integrity uh, than, the, than the king. And uh, uh, amazing thought there. But here we see, we see Job. And so we see that God called him a man of integrity. Now, it's one thing if somebody else like, yeah, I think he's a pretty honest guy. But if God says that, because God, you know, he truly sees the heart and he sees what others don't see. Again, your reputation is what others can see, what they learn from uh, what you show them. But God knows, hey man, what you don't show others. You know, God, he does, He sees in the dark. The day and the night is the same unto him. And so he, he, he sees it all and he knows it all. So the fact that God called him a man of integrity uh, is quite a testimony uh, for for Job, and so we see a thing here. Notice this statement: He says, "Hast thou considered my servant, my servant?" So God says, "Hey, I know him, and he knows me." It's one thing to say, "My God," but when God says, "Hey, my servant," that's quite a testimony. So we see one thing, one step in having a, being a person of integrity is knowing God personally. The devil desired to destroy Job, but God said he's he is a man of integrity. And he said, listen, he is my servant. So the Lord used, amen, uh, uh, that, that statement here and said, my integrity comes from knowing God. It does not come from knowing about God. Well, there's a lot of people, uh, religion might teach you some things about God, but it doesn't teach you necessarily to know God, but knowing him. And we should know the Lord in salvation. And we should know him without doubt, with peace and assurance, that we belong to the Lord Jesus Christ. That was Paul's desire. Uh, Even uh, he got saved by him. But he said, hey, that's not enough. I don't want to just say, hey, he's my savior. I want to know him. That great verse, Philippians 3.10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering and being made conformable unto his death. Paul's whole life pursuit was to get as close to God as he could, like we talked about on Sunday with that precious fellowship. And so we should know God through, I, I sort of put it this way, we should know God, of course, through salvation. And then we should know good through saturation. <laughs> what do I mean by that? Amen. By saturating your heart and mind uh, with, uh, uh, the word of, with the word of God. Saturate your heart and mind with the word of God. And then I, just to keep it an S, I said, know him through salutation, amen, through prayer, amen. Salutation simply means to show respect to. And so we think of salutation as a greeting. Well, that's what you should do every morning. Every morning you should greet God, amen, uh, uh, through prayer and know, know him and uh, uh, keep that close relationship with him. That'll help you in the area of integrity. But notice what else it says about uh, Job in this verse. It says, was considered my servant Job. So there's that personal relationship that God acknowledged. Amen. You know, it, it, it's sad when you have to, you know, uh, Brother Wood and I were talking about this earlier, you know, and uh, a lot of times, you know, you know, hey, do you know if that person's saved? You know, we, we of course, you know, uh, we, we think about this with funerals. We were talking about with funerals. You know, it, you know, it's a wonderful thing when you know the testimony when you can do a funeral, you know when you have to do funerals. Boy, it's, it's a lot better when you when, when when there's a clear testimony of that person who you have to do the funeral. And you know you notice when uh, you do funerals when you when you know the testimony and you know how they love the Lord. I think about some of the uh, funerals we've had uh, uh, here. You know, Sister Creft and others, and they had a great, wonderful testimony. You could just brag about their love for the Lord Jesus Christ and brag about their witness. Uh, uh, for the Lord Jesus Christ, and it's just clear. And then you have to do a, a funeral. Either you don't know the person that well, or you don't really know about their their testimony. And so you you know you sort of have to. Uh, I'm just telling you, you have to spend more time just you know talking about the Lord and and what a, and be, trying to be a comfort to, to the family uh, when you don't know. But boy, when there's just a clear testimony, and boy, what a wonderful thing! Job had this clear. Testimony. Hey, you didn't have to try and ask somebody. You can ask the Lord himself. Say, hey, uh, was Job saved? Oh yeah, Job was saved. Amen. He was my servant. He was a person of integrity. And look what else he says here. There is none like him in the earth. Wow. Boy, doesn't that make you jealous. If you're going to be jealous of somebody, don't be jealous because their car's nicer. (laughs) Don't be jealous because they got a bigger house. (laughs) I'll tell you really, (laughs) I got to be honest, I do get jealous sometimes. And this is what makes me jealous. When I when I see somebody that it just seems like man, they just they just have something from the Lord or they just seem a little bit something I I get jealous. I'm like, man, I want to I want to be I want to be the one that's close to the Lord. I want to be the one, you know? That's the way we should be in the in the right way. And boy when it says this, there's none like him on the earth. I'm like, oh man, Job got first place in this thing. Well, I'll just have to try harder next year, right? That should be a challenge to us. A perfect and upright man. God said that. Now look at this. One that feareth God. Boy, that's one thing when God said that. Say, here's a man that walks in the fear of God. Boy, people fear everything else, but they don't fear God. He says, look at verses, uh, uh, drop down to, uh, turn over to Job 27. We see sort of an example of this. God said he feared, he walked in the fear of God. Let's look at some verses in Job 27, what it says. It says, moreover, Job continued his parable and said, Job 27, verse 1. Verse 2 says, as God liveth, who taketh away my judgment and the Almighty, who hath vexed my soul. All the while my breath is in me, and the Spirit of God is in my nostrils. Wow. Look at what he says in verse 4. My lips shall not speak wickedness, nor my tongue utter deceit. Now think about, this isn't at the beginning. This is, I mean, this has been a while since this stuff happened. So he's been dealing with this for a while, and it sort of settled him, all that's really really, uh, happened. But he says, yet... I will not speak wickedness, and my tongue utter deceit. God forbid that I should justify you. Look at what he says. Till I die, I will not remove mine integrity from me. Boy, there's a man that walked in the fear of God. He said, I'll not speak wickedness. My tongue shall not uh, utter, utter deceit. Amen? Uh, he, 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 he Listen, God said that he walked in the fear of God. And he says, listen, even with all that's happened to me, I continue to walk in the fear of God. I continue to want to walk right and talk right until I die. I will not remove my integrity. What a testimony. There was no doubt Job walked in the fear of God. He says, as long as I live, I will maintain my integrity. You know, a man may say, I'm going to live right, you know. Uh, because, you know, people are making a lot of decisions. We got, the, you know, the disease around. And so a lot of people are making uh, uh, walking in fear because they don't want to catch a disease or uh, they're walking in fear, maybe uh, because of uh, some consequence. You know, parent, the kids say, well, uh, no, I don't want to do that because of mom and dad find out. Well, that's good. You don't want to do something because mom and dad find out. But really, uh, 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 why did uh, 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 Joseph make that decision? Amen. Not because he was worried about Potiphar finding out, which I'm sure that was in the calculation somewhere, but more because of God, more because of God. You know, I told people, listen, I used to discipline my children so they listen in front of me. Then I prayed for my children so they'd listen when they weren't in, in in front of me. Right? Hey, maybe if they're in front of me, I walk. I want them to walk in the fear of Dad. But hey, when they're not in front of me, I want to be walking in the fear of God. Uh, in in doing that. But it's better if they people are doing th- the right thing, not just because they're f- afraid of you know. Uh, well, you know, I don't want to uh, catch some you know uh, 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 sexually transmitted disease, or I don't want to uh, catch this, or go that, or whatever. That's not a good reason not to do things. I mean, you got to think about those things, but it's really because the, you walk walking in the fear of God and want to do the right thing according to the Word of God. You know, it's great you want to obey your parents, and you should obey your parents. We talked about it today, but it's better when you do it because of a love and walking in the fear of God. Again, not being afraid of God, but you have that holy respect and reverence for your beloved Savior. So when we get to the end of life on earth, again, we're not going to stand before your parents. You're not going to stand before uh, some doctor you're going to stand before God. And so, uh, young people, you want to understand what the Bible teaches about walking in the, the fear of God. And parents, you want to we want to instill that in our children because we know, hey, uh, thank God mom and dad are here today. But listen, if we're God one day, even though we know they love their parents, we want more of them uh, to have a love for God and walk in His fear. And then uh, uh, notice what else it says uh, there in, in uh, uh, chapter, uh, verse 3 of Job 2. It says, an upright man, one that feareth God, and boy, here's, here's a big one. Fear God, we want that, but escheweth evil, escheweth evil. Boy, uh, we want people need today is a good dose of hate, sin. It says he eschewed evil. This man, this means that he removed his foot from the path of evil. Often the first step on a path in the wrong direction looks inviting, but we must think of where it leaves. Turn over to Job 31. Job 31, just a few chapters over, and look what Job continues to say. Job 31 and verse 1. He said this, I made a covenant with mine eyes. Now, think about that statement. I made a covenant with my life. That's something, again, that doesn't happen automatically. You have to make a conscious decision to do that. Just like Daniel, I purposed, He, Daniel purposed in his heart. We emphasize it all the time. You see, the Christian life isn't automatic. Uh, again, I was talking to Brother Wood today, and we we're talking about, you know, is somebody saved, and we, you know, we use the word Christian a lot. But again, remember, listen, just because you're saved doesn't mean you're a Christian. Saved means you've been born again. <laughs> Christian means you're trying to live your life according to the word of God, amen? You're trying to be Christ-like and you're trying to be an effective witness and what? You're you're a person of integrity. Uh, You know God and you're walking in the fear of God, amen? And you're doing your best to live for him. That makes you a Christian. And, and so we not only do we want people to be saved, we want them to be saved and then become Christians. Uh, that's what we want. And being a Christian is somebody that lives for God. And how do you live for God? By every day getting up and making conscious decisions, amen, that glorify God. Conscious decisions to live according to precepts and principles of the word. That he's got to be conscious that he, I made a covenant. I made a conscious decision. And what was that? why then should I think upon a maid? Now think about this. Who's saying this? Job. Job. Who, I mean, listen, he'd been married. How long he'd been married? I don't know. He had 10 kids. Look how long he'd, he'd been married. Hey, just because somebody's married, just because they got a bunch of kids. Hey, listen, uh, 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 means nothing, right? When it comes to the evilness of the heart of man. And so even a a man that was married to a man, he had to make a conscious decision that his eyes were going to stay in the right place, that his mind was going to stay in the right place, that his heart was going to stay in the right place, that his feet were going to stay in the right place. For what portion of God is there from above and what inheritance of the Almighty from on high is not destruction to the wicked and a strange punishment to the workers of iniquity? Doth not he see my ways? Look at this. Doth not he see my ways and count all my steps? Well, we know the answer to that question is yes. He sees all my ways and counts all my steps. If I have walked with vanity, or if my foot had hasted to deceit, God would have seen it. Verse 6, let me be weighed even in the balance, that God may know mine integrity. Boy, that's, that's somebody who's serious. He's not afraid for God to weigh him. <laughs> Remember, God said to, said to the king over the daddy, that's been weighed in the balance and find wanting. But he could say, Hey, Joe's been weighed in the balance, and amen. And, and he 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 found, hey, he was right where he should be in that. You see, God, he said, God sees everything I do. He says, so he says this. I cannot, so a man of integrity says this: I cannot fool God. And I should not try to fool anybody else. (laughs) Right. I cannot fool God and I shouldn't be trying to fool anybody else. I should be trying to do right. God knows all about me. And he says he knows he knows I'm a man of integrity. What a what a beautiful thought uh, that is uh, that God could say it. And then Job wasn't ashamed to say it every day. We must make decisions. Job made conscious decisions. As believers, we must choose the things that please our Lord. Again, not just because we're supposed to, but because we want to. Not, oh, yeah, I know that's the right thing to do, but I don't want to do it just because it's the right thing to do, but because that's the desire of my heart. That's the desire of my heart. That's why we do it. This is holy living, living not to be seen of men, but living for God. If you desire to be a person of integrity, you must know the Lord, fear him, and... Live for him. Remember this, everyone, but I want to say again to young people. People don't lose their integrity. People don't lose their integrity. You know what? Our integrity is taken from us, right? It's not taken from us. We don't lose our integrity. Somebody doesn't take our integrity from us. It disappears when we voluntarily give it up when we voluntarily give it up, and when we surrender it. We control those decisions. We control our integrity. And so if we lose it, it's because, hey, we made a conscious decision that we're not going to do this. But listen, we lose it when we make a conscious decision. We are going to do this and make that wrong decision. Let me give you uh, some verses as we finish up. Proverbs 11.3 says this, The integrity of the upright shall guide them. Boy, uh, I say this to everyone, but again, I emphasize the young people: purpose to be a person of integrity and let your integrity guide your decisions. Guide your decisions. It says, "But the perverseness of transgressors shall destroy them." Amen. So, do you want a do you want a, a, a destroyed life? Amen. Or do you want a blessed life, a life of integrity? Proverbs 13:6 says this. Righteousness keepeth him that is upright in the way. That's what integrity means, to be upright. Psalm 25, 21 says this, Let integrity and uprightness preserve me. That means guard me, watch over me. You see, your your integrity will guide you and your integrity will protect you. (laughs) It will protect you. It will protect your life. You see, we begin to sin when we put Remember, integrity means, amen, to, to keep your foot, amen, in the right path. And we begin to sin when we put our foot in the wrong direction. Let me finish with this verse. Psalm 26, 1. Psalm 26:1 says, Judge me, O Lord. Judge me, O Lord, for I have walked in mine integrity. Well, wouldn't that, wouldn't that be a beautiful thing to say at the end of life? As your loved ones have gathered around, oh, listen, I want you to know, amen, I've walked into, to the best of my ability by the grace of God since the day that he saved me, I haven't done everything right, but I, I've walked in mighty integrity. Look what it says here. I have trusted also in the Lord. Look at this. Therefore, I shall not slide. Therefore, I shall not slide. No, listen, uh, uh, children, you don't have to get out there and mess up your life, amen, uh, before you're saved, And you don't have to do it after you're saved. You don't have to backslide. There's no uh, time period that a a Christian has to backslide. Thank God if you've been saved and you can look back. I'm not saying you've gotten everything right since you've been saved, but you can say, hey, there's never really been a serious time that I was backslidden. But you know, uh, I I, I think of uh, two friends of mine that I hadn't seen for uh, years. I think of them both right now. And uh, I hadn't talked to them for years. And when I finally got, got through to them, both of them shared with me that, that, that both of them had gotten away, had a time where they had gotten away from the Lord for about 10 years and how their life got all messed up, and now they were they were uh, uh, getting things back together uh, in their life. Thank God, I was glad to hear they were getting things back together and getting their life straightened out. Oh, but listen, uh, young people, you don't have to have that time period in your life. There's nothing that says, hey, you ever have to get out into sin, and there's nothing that says that a, back, that a Christian has to backslide for some time period in his life. And right here's a good verse for that. Again, Psalm 26, one, judge me, O Lord, for I have walked in mine integrity. I have trusted also in the Lord. Therefore, I shall not slide. So when we live the life of integrity, we shall stay in the right path. We will continue to grow spiritually and move forward. Amen. And we will not slide. We don't have to, amen. there's verses in the New Testament. Hey, if you do this, amen, <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll not fail to be fruitful. If you'll do this, you'll not fail uh, to be prosperous. So what a, what a, what a great what a great uh, uh, challenge that is and what a great example we see there with Joe. Let's pray.